0: I thought I'd just read a little bit from um, the uh, chapter from the book I'm presently writing, describing the summer uh, pastimes of Krishna. It it, um, it, it includes the uh, Baleram's dealing with with Basur, so he plays a prominent role there, but um, the summer has, of course, an added feature to the play of the cowherds, which is swimming. Mm -hmm. And also another feature, which is longer days for longer time for play. So it's a heightened uh, period, if you will, for such. And... um, And so, in the context of writing about it, some of the Leelas that occurred at that time um, I've incorporated. So, we'll, uh, we'll read a little bit and then, I'll, if I move to comment, I'll make a comment. So, during this period, Harivams Purana describes Ram and Krishna thus They looked splendid milking ropes strapped over their shoulders, garlands on their chests. They were like young bull yearlings with budding horns. Nothing more beautiful than a yearling cow. Before she's given calf. So, adolescence, basically. Ram and Krishna, dressed in blue and gold, respectively, each looking like the other. They resemble black and white clouds arrayed in rainbows. With captivating kusha flowers ornamenting their ears, dressed in forest attire, the two traversed the forest trails. Ram Krishna Kijaya. As we learned earlier, this is the earlier part of the book, one of the prominent udipanas. Udipan is a type of vibhav. Hmm? One of the ecstatic ingredients of bhakti rasa. In this case, sakirasa. So vibhav has a has then uh, different subdivisions. So you have the alambana vibhavs and the udipana vibhavs. The alambanas have di- are divided into uh, into the two: the the object of love and the personification of the love. So Krishna, in this case, and his friends. These are the alambanas. So there's a locating of the of the rasa, if you will. Hmm? And of course, hearing about the alambanas and 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 then udipanas are another type of vibhav that are also causal. In other words, if you if you if you have the object of love and the love, the two Krishna and his friends, you hear about them. It has a causal. Kind of effect, mm-hmm. so, yes. um, so they're they're thought of in that way. As with the udipanas, things like Krishna's uh, buffalo horn, his his his, his ages, mm-hmm. um, there's been aspects of them. Of course, there'll be different udipanas for different rasas and so forth, right? So one as we heard earlier in the book of uh, the udipanas of Sakirati is Imitating of the Kings and Gods. When I was a kid, it was uh, cowboys and Indians, you know, or something like that, <laughs> from the West. So, Imitating the Kings and Gods. Raja, Deva, Tarada, Di, Cheshtanu, Karnadaya. And this play, that uh, is... Uh, one of the principal Udipanas of Sakirasa is uh, hinted at in the text of the Bhagavatam itself in this chapter Slaying of Pralambasur which again is setting as, as, the, as the summertime and um, there the Bhagavatam uses this uh, phrase Karchin Nripa Cheshtaya hmm? Nripa means, means the king Cheshtaya so playing like kings so there's a there's a hint there right a statement in the Bible. and they play the kings and, and then it goes on. So this is an example of how you see the Goswamis would take this and then play that out, and and a large section, you know, of of a leela narrative of theirs hmm, involves Krishna and his friends imitating the kings or the gods and so forth. So we're going to segue into one of such um, leela in the Goswamis' gruntas, which are the point I'm making. They're derived from the from the Bhagavatam. It's kind of like the table of contents. As much as you might think it's all there, there's there, there's there, there's more to be said, right? You follow? So, sitting on a particularly throne-like rock on Mount Govardhan, Christian would proclaim himself king of the forest and representative of Emperor Kamadev. Kamadev is the is the the, uh, the the Indian Cupid, Kama means Cupid, David means God, so the god of god of love. So he was his representative. Hmm. Kings uh, serve under emperors, right? So then he would appoint his Narmasakas. These are his. In this this particularly, the Narmasakas are active. Whereas the other friends of Krishna are not, so I, I wanted to touch a little bit with the with the Madhurya rasa to, for those of you who like that. <laughs> so they, uh, he would uh, uh, then he would appoint Narmasakas as his ministers and establish his royal assembly of cowherds, the herding sticks in hand. Mm-hmm. So this this is the setting. Vaishnav Toshani, which is the uh, commentary of. Sanatana Goswami, actually, his commentary is called Brihat Vaishnav Toshani. Vaishnav Toshani means for the pleasure Toshani of the Vaishnavas. Hmm. And for the great pleasure, Brihat Vaishnav Toshani. Jiva Goswami wrote a commentary called Lagu Vaishnav Toshani. So he was a follower of Sanatana Goswami. Hmm. And you'll um, be. It is, it's interesting to note that in Lagu, Vaisnav Toshani. Oftentimes, the commentary of Jiva Goswami will be repeating exactly what Sanatan Goswami had said in Brihat Vaishnav Toshani. Sometimes there'll be some extra comments or unique comments of his own, but a good portion of the time, he's just repeating it, which in our modern times would be like oh, he's plagiarizing and he's not saying it's written by Sanatan. He's just he's just trying to take the uh, the, the uh, credit for himself and, and so forth but somehow you do we have to enter into the culture of the times and and try to understand what, you know why why he would why he would do that and um, we we can't entirely understand although i think that it was citing somebody else's even without mentioning it's them as it was a compliment or they're just sharing these realized poetic expressions of of, of, of of bhava as if they, they don't belong to anybody they belong to everybody hmm? but why repeat it well you know when did he write it and how many books were around they didn't have Kindle books at the time and you could download and make so readily available and they were scribes would write them out so he may have thought who knows what the condition of and, and, and the, the number of volumes of what of Brihat of, of Vaishnava Toshani were available. Maybe considerations like that and so forth. Jiva Goswami Prabhupada Kijai, Sanatana Goswami Prabhupada Kijai, the Toshani commentaries, right? For the pleasure of the Vaishnavas. So, um, in Vaishnava Toshani, Sanatana Goswami suggests that it is at this time of year, so that's his, his commentary on this section of the Bhagavatam, where there's this mention of playing as kings, and this moves on, right? Um, that um, such play of imitating kings um, that we find, for example, in the Don Cayley Leela occurs at this time during the summer. So Don Keli, Keli means to play and Dhana means like um, attacks. Mm -hmm. So the Leela of Krishna setting up his kingdom and his ministers and then uh, what they say, exercising, exercising, charging anyone. Anyway, everyone attacks, right? He sets up a toll booth. And says anybody coming through has to pay me a tax. I'm the king of this area, so to get permission to cross through, you know, we're taking account who's coming, what, and so forth, and you have to pay pay a price. So this is a very uh, famous leela, and um, it's a leela that there are a number of iterations of prior even to uh, uh, the Goswamis, the founding acharyas. Of our Samprataya, two of whom, Rupa Goswami and Raghunath wrote their own editions or iterations of the Don Keli Leela. Hmm? Don Keli Komudi of Rupa Goswami, Don Keli Chintamani of Raghunath Goswami. So they're both telling the Leela with different, sometimes de- details, nuance, and so forth. And this again is a Leela that. that has been um, written about, poeticized, um, prior to the Goswamis. One of the unique features of the Goswamis' editions is the presence of the Narmasakas and the, and the prominent role they play, which you won't find in the earlier pre uh editions. So it, it also this just, just brings up a broader point about such works. Hmm. And um, and the fact that, uh, that for the most part, what they what they constitute is poeticizing, Rati, Bhava. poeticizing it. Hmm? Hmm? So, we know that in secular uh, um, arts. Um, drama poetry aesthetics of india that there's an the idea that by writing in a certain way and combining certain ingredients you can create in the audience the experience of rasa which is thought to be the soul of poetry hmm? but Upagoswami goswami very clearly emphasizes i should say he emphasizes in bhagavad gita sindhu that poetry while it may be the cause of rasa within the uh, secular uh, forms of poetry, bhakti rasa cannot uh, derive from reading poetry or watching a drama or something like that. Hmm? It derives only from Bhava itself, from Rati itself. Mm -hmm. So only Bhakti gives Bhakti. However, mm -hmm, who has Rati Bhava feeling, then will be pressed to express it mm -hmm, poetically through music, writing a drama, so and then now those, those dramas then become empowered with the Rati of Bhakti. Or bhakti with Bhakti Rasa. Hmm? Hmm. Secular poetry is not about Bhakti Rasa. It's about this Rasa, that Rasa, and so forth. We are only about Bhakti Rasa. You can't get that from poetry, but you can. poetry can be an empowered vehicle through which a great Rasika expresses his or her um, bhava, rati. Hmm? And then, now that becomes secondarily, so to speak, a cause of Rati in us, right? Mm-hmm. So these are the works of the Goswami. So the point I'm making, among others, is that it, it, it is that whatever Rasa is, hm, we get get some glimpse of that hmm, through attempts to express it by those who experience it. Through through poetry, through music, it's it's it's. I want to say it's more than that. Hmm? Hmm. But I also want to say it's not exactly that. It has to be done exactly like this. And he said it over here, and he said it over there. Different. Which is it? How did, is it real or is it not real? It, uh, and and literal and so forth. Hmm? They are expressing experience of realization, in one sense, of the tattva of achintya beda, beda. and If you understand Achintya-Beda-Beda, beda, which is the kind of the well, the the, 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 the philosophy of uh, Tatva of tattva the, of the Bhagavatam, then you understand there must be some interaction in transcendence hmm, between the liberated jiva, the mukta, and Bhagavan, that that, that constitutes love, hmm? as opposed to Advaita Vedanta as a metaphysic, where you just end up going to sleep, hmm? right? Just getting away from the world, and shanti, shanti, shanti. There's no movement, there's no interaction, there's no lila. hmm? So, uh, So, the effort to explain it, to express it, and that also Based on the Prakatlila, which is a trailer of the whole affair, as recorded in the Bhagavatam, which is, which is what, which is the Samadhi Bhasha of, of um, of uh, of Vyas in Samadhi, he experienced Bhava, and now he tries to relate a, a, a Bhava laden explanation of um, of, the, uh, of the of the uh, Actual, i say, appearance of Krishna in the world—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not how everybody would have seen him, hmm? right? Hmm. It's how Vyasa felt about him, hmm? and tried to convey it. That he's like this—he hmm? could lift a on Hill with his little hand. He, he's like that, hmm? and he's—he's—he's—he's putting—he's he, moving between aishwarya and Madhurya, aishwarya and Madhurya. So it's, a, it's an ex- extraordinary theological um, exercise and poetic exercise, the Bhagavatam, and so the works of the Goswamis. So you have different iterations, if you will, even within Gaudiya Vaishnava, as I mentioned too, of the Kali Lila. And this is Rupa and Raghunath expressing R- Rati hmm, in the context of this uh, summer um, Lila. So... In our telling of this it's there. Don Kelly to is is a longer text um, than Rupa's uh, edition. Um, and I've just given up just, it doesn't fit here to sell the whole, you know, plug the whole book in here. <laughs> either, either of those. So just some uh, brief uh, um, overview um, of it. And I'm borrowing some details from Group and some from Ragunath and and some we make it enough as we go along here as we feel <laughs> to express the, the point and, and and we're taking it from a particular angle so the book is written writing about these leelas from a vantage point Rup and they are writing from a Madurai Rasa vantage point but here is where they have some 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 mixing hmm, with the Narmasakas being the ministers here and and Krishna's playing the king, and he's going to set up a toll booth, and he's going to tax the gopis for coming in that area. And, of course, the price that he wants is the love of Radha entirely. But, um, this is poor Varag. So this is a, this is at a time where Krishna and Radha are just uh, turning into adolescents, and they've seen each other a couple times. They've crossed, you know, they've been in the same vicinity, but they have been able to express themselves to one another fully. It's called poo so it's a a kind of a separation hmm, that um, is inhibiting union as a result of circumstances, the the budding nature of their youth, and they haven't, um, he's not sure how she feels, she's not sure how he feels. They express it to their friends to some extent, and so on and so forth. So this is a a poo Mm-hmm. Uh, Lila. Mm-hmm. Relative to Sakya Rati, oh, I said this one of the unique features of the Goswami's uh, renderings of the Dhanke Lila is the presence of the Narmasakas. right? So um, Subal, Madhu Mangal. Ujval Basant, Kokila, Arj- and Arjun, among others, are present in Goswami's Dhankelelilas, which in Rupa's edition uh, is said to be, this Lila, a great treasure for them. Hmm? They relish this very much, this Lila. Thus, in this Lila, we can glimpse the nature of their love for Sham and for Radha in particular, whose Anurag. Leading Mahabhav is showcased, highlighted by her Anubhav of competing emotions. Kilakinchita. How amazing. Radha's love, while all-pervading, tends to increase at every moment. While important, is devoid of pride. While pure, is beset with duplicity. So, there's a lot packed in there, and this is uh, in the Nandi slokas, the, the introductory slokas of Don of Rupa Goswami. We find that, that he's going to bring out in his poetry this uh, Kila, uh, Kila, uh, Kinshita, yeah, Kila Kinshita Kila and also um, Anurag. So Anurag is a, is a, is a, is a state of the bhav developing just prior to the culmination in Mahabhav. Hmm? So we know the gopis, they experience in, 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 in Radha, uh, Prem, uh, uh, Sneha, hmm? Pranay, Man, Rag, Anurag, Mahabhav. Hmm? And in the Priyanarmasakas led by Sabal, we have a slightly different development but it does go as far as anurag in mahabhav as well a slightly different uh, type of mahabhav hmm? but um it's um their their ecstasy extending or developing such is what differentiates them from but Saliaras, which ordinarily is thought to be more intimate than ordinary Sakyaras. so it's this very extraordinary development within Sakyaras, which has them participating here in this Mahabhav of Radha. So, and, and so the meaning that that is, and, and, as well as of Anurag, is the, the kind of the definition is is that is that Krishna in Anurag is experienced. Every time he's seen to be like never seen him before, hmm. so this comes out hmm. in, in 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 this Leela, Radha's experience like this, and also her um, um, um So, and in a word about that, right? Um, also, uh, what's found here. With regard to um, Anurag and Kila Kinshita, is that uh, uh, Krishnas Kaviraj is taken from this. Mm-hmm. And you may know in the fourth chapter of Sadi Lila, he's speaking about uh, about I think in the, there about Radha's prema, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. yeah, and uh, he makes these statements. It's all pervading. Sometimes they say it's full, but it's ever ever increasing, right? It's uh, it's very important, but it's full of devoid of pride. Hmm? It's pure, but sometimes you wonder if she she looks selfish or angry at Krishna. So it's beset with apparent uh, duplicity. It's this contradictory affair. So this is he gets this from Rupa Goswami. He's incorporating that into, into his, his text. You might not be familiar with it, Don Kelly. You might have read it in Charitamrita. This is his source. Mm-hmm. So, Anurag Kila Chikintas is is, a, is, a, is then a, um, it's a, it's a it's a special uh, Sancharibhav, uh, Harsha, which means jubilation, combined with seven other ingredients. So, eight in total. And it's a, it's like contradictory emotional experiences, and the way Rupa Goswami describes Radha in this in her Kila Kila is is by a description of her of her eyes actually. Mm-hmm. So um, its primary symptom symptom is Harsha, which is the causal sancharibhav in this case. And then to this are added seven other characteristics, which follow naturally. Combining all eight symptoms results in Mahabhav. So they are pride, desire, tears, smiling, envy, fear, and anger. Each of these eight relishable moods, they come together at the same time, which then Krishna enjoys with great satisfaction. And they've been compared... And I think Kabiraj Gosami gives this com- comparison too: a mixture of yogurt, sugar, ghee, honey. Okay, yogurt, sugar, ghee, honey. Now add some pepper. Whoa, that's different, right? Uh, pepper, camphor, and cardamom. So it's uh, it's a it's uh, quite a combination of different tastes, right? So. This is the idea. It makes her head spin, and seeing that manifesting through her eyes, it's making Krishna's head spin as well. Mm-hmm. So um, So at midday, to just go on with the narrative, Krishna was informed by parrot that Radha and her friends were in the vicinity bearing ghee en route to a sacrifice. Thus, while Baladev and the other cowards napped, Sham and his ministers, who are all, in this case, Narmasakas, in this particular lila, set up a makeshift toll booth, ultimately to extract the toll of Radha's love for Sham in the early stages of their mutual Purvaraga. Hmm. So the parrot is, of course, significant, and um uh, in the in the in the uh, indian aesthetics poetry the parrot uh, of course is the carrier of who like brahma rides on a swan shiva on his bull nandi while mm-hmm. so while Kartake rides on a peacock right so who does who does who rides on a parrot That's Cupid Kamadev. He rides on a parrot. Mm-hmm. So uh, the parrot is employed, interestingly enough, because the, these are little green parrots, and we have lots of them in Madhavan, by the way. Mm-hmm. They they tend to fly in pairs. They pair up. They tend to be very uh, prominently monogamous. Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Because it looks like the Indian culture is very uh, promoting of polygamous uh, relationships, right? And there were kings who were great, powerful men and protectors, and with an excess of female population, they would... Sometimes have more than one wife. Hmm? Uh, this is not the norm for everybody. What to speak of sudras and vaishas and, and so forth. So sometimes I've seen some of prophets' disciples think, well, you know, polygamy—that that's that's that, that's supposed to be. mean, you know, men take care of the women, and you know, that's he so wants to get a second wife or a third wife. This was for for kings, hmm? powerful, powerful. Leaders and and they were able to give each of their wives their own palace within the palace and uh, and and so forth. So it's 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 and in at the same time, who is the primary raj in all of the Indian um, um, epics? Ram, Ram Raju Kijai. and his monogamy is extolled as being most virtuous although he was such a competent king, hmm, he kept just only Sita, Vaut, Ikpatni, Vrata, so much so that when he was in the forest, in exile, hmm, and searching out Ravana to retrieve um, Sita, he came across some sages who had been there forever, in the Dandakaranya, particular forest, and what were they doing? Hmm? They were meditating on the Gopal Mantra. Hmm. This is what they were doing. If you want to know how to how to how to take advantage of the second initiation, then you see they 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 arranged their life around it. Hmm. This mantra that they received. Hmm. Their whole life was revolving around this mantra. That was it. Hmm. They 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 woke for that they, they slept for that they they lived for that, mm-hmm. and and so that so so much so that uh, bodily concerns were uh, 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 something that they uh, didn't uh, attend to uh, in in any measure of vanity or the, so they would have their hair would just grow they had dreadlocks but they mm-hmm. weren't going to lada to get a dreadlock you know <laughs> look they had it because they were they were they were somewhere else they were within they were living in the, in the mantra right mm-hmm. and they've been doing this for a long long time and so in this mantra of course um, it's from this mantra it's possible to to derive gopi Bhav. Mm-hmm. so this is what they were pursuing mm-hmm. and suddenly, they opened their eyes and there was ram who is the object of their mantra but in a, in a different form he's, they wanted they, they, but he's he's bhagwan they wanted to have the, the romantic semblance of what, what what we would call romantic intimacy with the absolute and there he was appearing before them but he wasn't gopal he was ram so anyway they 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 thought, the result of our meditation has now accrued and appeared before us. And Ram said, not so fast. Hmm? You're going to have to wait another yuga or two. Hmm? It's treta yuga. And next yuga, I will come. At that time, I will answer to your desire. Because why? In this leela." I have taken a vow of ek-patni-vrata, to have only one wife, but, but in my next lila, uh, in in, in, in Dvārpa-yuga, then I can accommodate you. So back to meditation for another yuga. Hmm? They weren't discouraged by that. Hmm? <laughs> um, now. The virtue of this uh, monogamy is being extolled, mm-hmm. and Ram is the ec- the par excellence king. You know, it's that if you can have a kingdom like Ram's, then everything's perfect, right? Because if Ram was who he was, and he was monogamous, he wasn't polygamous. So the monogamy is extolled as a virtue in the Vedic literature, over polygamy, which is a circumstance that you know may arise in relation to some king and some as I'm explaining, right? Now, when we go to Krishna, we think, well, it looks like polygamy is ultimately, you know, more desirable. But that's, of course, not the case. Hmm? Um, given that these gopikas that Krishna is associated with are principal gopis, they're all manifestations of one gopi, of one, of, of, of Radha. Hmm? So it's for the sake of rasa, hmm? right? Even for that matter, we say, every devotee has a little bit of Radha in them hmm? ladini Shakti so, uh, She she the Mahabhav, swarupini shes so we we are, we are all whether we to what extent we know it or not we are all the followers of of Radha so he he he, 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 he even uh, Sukadev Gosam explains marj parikshit don't misunderstand this, Rasa Lila, because he is the husband of the Gopis' husbands. What to speak of being their husband? He's everybody's husband. He's the one center, right? He's the Purush. Everyone else is the is the Prakriti. So, um, uh, so the parrot is another example then in the poetic literature. Of the virtues of monogamy, and so this he is incorporated into Goswami's poetic expression of the Don Kali Lila. A, po- a parrot appeared and informed Krishna that um, Radha and her friends were in the vicinity, and the parrot is is again the carrier of Kama and the parrot, this green parrot, by nature is monogamous, Hmm? so if you look carefully, you see monogamy, as far as married life is concerned, is being the virtues of this, not polygamy, or what's the other one they do now? Polyamory. 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 I mean, we love everybody, but, you know, (laughs) not the same, so in in different ways, something like that, so it's a very interesting point, right? And through the parrot, of course, this point is being made here very subtly, because Krishna's got a bunch of gopis, but they're all really expressions of Radha, and uh, to one extent or another, for the sake of tasting Ras. In other words, if there's some aspect of himself, of herself, that would please him most in a particular instance, let it manifest as a person and satisfy him entirely. Something like that. Hmm? Hmm? And it's and 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 these uh, parrots. Who tend to be monogamous are so faithful to one another that it's quite common that if when when one partner dies, the other one dies. Hmm? It's just a fact of nature in separation. So they have that kind of bond with one another; they can't go on. Hmm? So again, this is this is uh, in the context of this what looks like this polygamous playboy affair, monogamy is actually being uh, glorified for our sake as sadhakas and uh, mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it's an important point to make, isn't it? Because you can find some my brothers who are like, hardly even in the Varnashram, what to speak of being Kshatriya kings, thinking I think I'll pick up another wife. Uh, not a good policy. <laughs> so, the parrot, right? At midday, Krishna was informed by a parrot that Radha and her friends were in the vicinity, bearing ghee in route to a sacrifice. Thus, while Baladeva and other cowards napped, so there's this is mid a midday pastime. So in the midday, typically, Krishna will depart from the larger circle of friends with his pranamas for romantic rendezvous. So in the context of the Prakatlila, which is moving in a linear way, this is just beginning to happen, adolescence, come, this is poor varag And so when he does that, then Balaram is the host of uh, 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 and the, the the principal deity for the rest of the Sakas hmm, who serve him, and he may go different places, and, and, and then he becomes the, really directly the focus as the object of love. Balaram is both the personification of love for krishna so an example to follow and he is also the object of love hmm? both combined but here when the larger circle of friends are separated from krishna and his priyanarmasakas barm takes a prominent role amongst those who remain with him and there's some beautiful beautiful leelas of of them the friends glorifying him directly which more often you would see them doing for Krishna, so Krishna appointed anyway. Go on, Mungal as an accountant, as his accountant in his kingdom. Subal as his ambassador and scout, Ujval as his secretary, Vasant, Arjun, Kokula, and others as his at his every disposal. Ahead of the other young herdsmen, Subal ascended Mount Govardhan where he met Brindadevi as they consulted with one another, Radha and her friends appeared in the distance, approaching the narrow path, path stretching between the two sides of the mountain. Shaped like a peacock, overall, Govardhan, this path is conceived of as Giriraj's neck. Its eyes, the two kunds, Radha and Shama, his face, Kusum Sarovara. Hmm. Right. Subal ventured forth and met with Brindadevi, with whom he discussed the impending Don Lila, much to her approval, knowing how much it meant to him and his friend. As they proceeded to Manasagunga at Govardhan, Subal saw Radha from a distance and wonderstruck. He questioned why such a goddess among the gopi should be burdened with such a petty and laborsome task as carrying ghee for such a distance. Hmm. Rindadev is staring at Subal's face that looked exactly like Radha's. Hmm. Subal, what is it? Subal, Nyasta, Swarup, yeah. um. Subal, his hands, his feet, his face looks exactly like Radha. This will come up in this Leela also. Hmm. When Radha wants to experience friendship, that is Subal. Hmm. Very interesting idea. Hmm. Subal saw Radha from a distance and was wonderstruck. Right? Hmm. Why was she burdened? such a beautiful goddess, Brenda Devi staring at Subal's face that looked exactly like Radha's explained, that there was a special benediction to be had for those who brought Ghee to the sacrifice that the girls were en route to. What is that? All their desires would be fulfilled. But while agreeing implicitly with Subal, as to the beauty of Radha, expressed by Subal, with even greater emphasis... She revealed her own love for Radha, this is Brindadevi, expressing the sentiments of extreme Radha Dasyam, differentiating her feelings for Radha somewhat from Subal's, who's a kinkari, a kinkar, I should say, servant of Radha also. Hmm? Subal was genuinely struck by Radha's beauty, suggesting comparisons of it to the splendors of the natural world. He's trying to talk about it, right? and, and 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 in doing so imploring I- employing natural beauties and uh, and so forth, hmm. but he was at the same time anchored in his Sakirati for Krishna, and thus he saw her beauty for all it was worth and relished it while desiring only to give it to Krishna. Brindadevi, on the other hand, so admired Radha that she subtly questioned Krishna's worthiness she subtly questioned Krishna's worthiness to taste it. This is the difference. Hmm. <laughs> you understand? Extreme Radha hmm? And the suggestion that it, in any way compared to any manifestation of the natural world such as Hosts of moons or a lake of flowers was to her an understatement. Resolving that Radha's beauty mandated nothing short of serving her exclusively. However, knowing Radha's desire, Brinda Devi sent Subal to bring the peacock feathered Krishna to what would become the scene of the crime. When. Now, when. When. Brenda uh, devi dismisses the glorification of radha done by subal saying it's just you are not doing justice to compare her to anything in the natural world it's just it, it's it's almost uh, you know you're not just doing not doing justice to it she says here things like a host of moons a lake of lotus flowers so there's a little subtle point here which is Host of Moons is 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 a translation for Chandravali, hmm? host of moon, which is the chief competitor of Radha. and a lake of lotus flowers is a, is, a, is a subtle reference to her attendant Padma. Hmm? Hmm. So she's <laughs> extreme. So the point is extreme Radha Dasyam is being expressed here by by Brindadevi. hmm As she approached with her friends, Radha expressed her love for the forest environment at Govardhan, every aspect of which reminded her of Krishna, despite the fact that she had only seen him two or three times. His footprints marked the path. The bamboo reeds reminded her of his soft flute, and the golden reeds good fortune to have unimpeded access to Hari's lips, lotus lips. Would he suddenly appear, she was thinking, and block the path? was this the wonderful thing that purnamasi had predicted earlier they would see today on their way to the sacrifice mm-hmm. then suddenly rindadevi magically appeared as if the forest had personified before the gopis and radha mm-hmm. and pointed out to the gopis that mount govardhan was already behind them and that in their sharing of hearts with one another, which they were doing as they walked along the path. Mm-hmm. They had veered off course, thus they changed directions, taking the southern path, that, thus they needed to change directions taking the southern path that led to the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So she's leading the way. As they turned, Giriraj was now on the right. With his many peaks glistening, he appeared in the gopi's eyes more exalted than ananta Sesh, the many-hooded serpent, support of Vishnu serving as a playground on which Krishna himself enjoys with his friends. So this is actually a verse from Shirupa's edition of the, the rendition of the Lila, coming from the mouth of, of Rinda in the actual verse. It's very nice because what Brenda is saying is, just see Govardhan. He's on the right, and you need to turn here and look at him. By the way, Govardhan is is a, is a hill that's mountain that's stretched out like this. It's long, so it has many peaks. It's not like this one peak. So it has many peaks. Hmm. She's looking at Govardhan Hill, Brenda and says, "Just see Govardhan with its many peaks. It looks like." the many heads of Ananta Sesh, who's the bedstead resting place of Vishnu. So with his many peaks, he's like Ananta Seish, and with his body, he provides not a resting place, but an entire playground for Krishna and his friends. Hmm? So he's superior even to Ananta hmm? So in a way, she's identifying Govardhan both with Sakirasa and with Balaram, hmm? whose expansion is Anantasesh. Hmm? Subtle point here. Hmm? It's said in Rajariti Chintamani of Vishwanath Chakrabithakwa that when Radha walks on Govardhan Hill and she sees. Dark-colored stones like sapphires, she 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 respects them as Krishna. When she sees crystal-like stones, she respects them as Balaram. So sometimes the devotees take a white stone and a black stone from Govardhan and worship them as Krishna and Balaram. It's, it's bona fide. Hmm. And here, Bhrinda is saying uh, one way to look at it it's from uh, Bhava perspective, but it's the tattvas there and. Uh, uh, yeah. After all, Balaram presides. We were speaking the other night over Sunday Shakti, so the whole of the Dham But but Govardhan is uh, like Balaram. Govardhan is both Krishna and devotee of Krishna. So in terms of his being a devotee of Krishna, mm-hmm. Balaram is also Bhagawan, and he's also devotee of Bhagawan. Mm-hmm. So he's making a, a comparison. Girach Goverdan Kijai, Shibala Dev ki-jai. Anantasesh ki-jai. It's also um, thought in some other Vaishnavas, some 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 Pradayas that Balaram is some type of expansion of Anantasesh. So the Godis always want to turn that around and straighten that out. Just like we say Narayana Krish- Narayan is the incarnation of Krishna, not otherwise. So Ananda is a partial expansion only of Balaram. Hmm? Radha then expressed how charming was the humming of the bees among the blossoming lotus flowers at Manasaganga and Brinda expressing empathy also took the opportunity to drop a hint of what was to come. You heard a resting place of jasmine flowers You heard a resting place of jasmine flowers should not suffer. Why do you who are soft and delicate carry a butter pot? Be kind and place the heavy pot on my head. Oh, look at that dark, passionately buzzing male bee, waist down, yellow with pollen, shaking his head, buzzing loudly. He plays among the lady bees, blocking their path. I think you get it. Then Radha, explaining to Davy that her burden was not the pot of ghee on her head, suddenly saw him and trembling, her body language revealed the burden of her budding love. Radha, look, a person appearing like a dark yet full and radiant mind-stealing moon now st- stands before us atop Mount Govardhan Dressed in dashing yellow garments. Brinda, O Radha, he waves his arms that have the power to fulfil every desire of every doe eyed girl in every direction. His broad chest has vowed to make every saintly gopi fall passionately in love with passionately in love with him. Rasika Shekar has manifest before us. Radha, filled with wonder. Krishna has traversed the path of my eyes previously, but I never saw such sweetness. As I am seeing today, says the Anurag. Hmm? Oh, friend, Brinda, my eyes have no power to capture even a single drop of the splendid handsomeness that shines on even just one of his limbs alone. Brinda, whenever you see him, you say he is a wonder you have never seen before. Is Krishna really a new person every time you see him? Or do uh, your eyes, made wild by love, forget that you have seen him before? Mm -hmm. As Krishna approached, he confided in his friends as to the beauty of Radha and his amorous feelings for her. Ah! This is Sri beautiful and pious younger sister, a flood of glittering moonlight that delights the lotus flowers of her dearest friends and a charming roof under which the peacock dancing of my life's breath performs. as it, it it was as if Kamadev himself and his associate Gandharva's personifications of the possibilities of romanticism. That's what the Gandharvas are. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know. Um, all descended at once to capture Radha's love for this king, the transcendental Cupid. However, they did so, for the most part, acting ostensibly contrarian, given this is the poor Varag. And the gopis, for their part, did as well, attempting to ignore the imaginary king and his cabinet. It was Manu Mongol who then broke the ice. So, they haven't spoken to one another yet. Manu Mongol, intoxicated by her own internal battle with youth and womanhood, Radha is rendered weak and a confused woman at best. As she now approaches you, O oh sober and compassionate king, you should check her false pride before she places her pedestrian hands on your highness, pushing you away as she ignores your toll booth. Krishna, O oh Brahmin adviser, you speak the truth these wicked girls are ignoring my toll and proudly going on their way. Such arrogance. My friends, I will now single-handedly force them to pay the toll. Sound your flutes and buffalo horn bugles. Stop these girls. As your leader, with my own arms, I will personally stop Rada, their leader, the the leader of these crooked-hearted girls. Subal, grab Vishaka. Ujval, stop Chitra. Vasanta, stop both Champaklata and Tungavidya. Tungavidya. Kokila, Stop Lalita. Speaking proud, arrogant words that were in fact many-layered and laden with special love, the gopis surrounded Radha and her friends, playfully placing them. The gopas, excuse me, surrounded Radha and her friends, playfully placing them under arrest. Although overjoyed within at this development, Radha outwardly assailed Krishna with a double-edged sword of her own sharp words of covert praise. And as Krishna appeared angry with her, he told Proud Radha, My dear proud thief, being the king of these parts, staffed by my excellent ministers and spies, I am well aware of the fact that you regularly traverse these forest paths selling dairy products on the black market for an inflated price. (laughs) Now you must pay the price, not only for the products you bear today, but for your previous crimes as well. Furthermore, since you are attempting to pass this habitual criminal behavior off in my court as something attributed to youthful innocence and not rising to the status of an actual crime as your defense, your cunning only compounds your crime, the price for which shall be nothing short of your youthfulness itself. Subal then commanded that Radha and Arsakis bow their heads to the ground before the land's sovereign king, while Alita replied that they had been instructed by Purnamasi only to bow down before Brahmins. Arjuna replied that their king was none the less worthy of such homage and the strength of words of Brahmins themselves, to which mata readily attested. Hmm. Radha... Charmed by Krishna's verdict, nonetheless appeared outraged and also indignant at his minister's command. Thus she sought, she brought into question the entire tax, the toll booth, the so-called king and his ministers, and her sakis supported her, suggesting the so-called king himself be reported to his mother, and then, and, and then to Kamsa, hmm? to whom local taxes were paid. As the Saki, growing impatient, impatient, asserted it was getting late and more than time to move on from this farce of taxation in order to reach the sacrifice on time. Subal then acknowledged that perhaps he and others had acted inappropriately and thanked Alita for being the instrument through which God had pointed this out to him. That being said, he then suggested that they all come together and consider an appropriate measure of taxation. Krishna being over the top with his, his demands. Okay, let's find some common ground. He wants to negotiate a, a, a compromise. Right? Krishna smiled at Subal's words and then suggested that were he in Radha's position, he would gladly have given his greatest wealth, which he demonstrated by embracing Subal. Radha's look-alike, hinting by embracing Subal, that he would like to embrace her. Radha's fine body hair stood erect, understanding Krishna's intention. Losing sight of the dispute at hand, she spoke aloud to Supal, as if in a trance, longing to be in his position, realizing the advantage of Sakirasa. She said, Even in front of his elders, Krishna holds you on his lap, embracing you, Causing the hairs of your body to stand erect in ecstasy. Then he rests his snake-like arm on your shoulder, O oh Subal. In what holy place, and therein, how many austerities did you perform in your previous lives, if not over many lives, to attain this good fortune? Mm-hmm. She can't walk arm in arm with Krishna in public, but Subal can do this. This is this is this is the eternal moment in which Radha becomes Subal, so to speak. It doesn't happen in time. She's she has a desire so there's there's a Subal this is this is Radha personified it's Sakyarasa. taking advantage of Radha's ecstasy. Krishna pretended to hear something in the distance and sent Subal to find out what it was. Subal returned and reported his king's army had apprehended the greater balance of gopis in the surrounding area, leaving only these few girls to deal with, which is a bluff but Krishna then called Ujjval and asked him to give him the letter from the emperor, Karmadev, under whom he reigned as king of this area. He wants to establish that this is, he's actually the king. So, Ujjval's got to write a letter really quick here. Ujval supplied the letter, describing it as orders from the emperor, giving Krishna the duty to establish the toll booth. Then Krishna read the letter out loud. Some cunning and arrogant girls with beautiful eyebrows cleverly avoid paying the proper tolls. Catch them, <laughs> and if they try to cheat further, charge them a penalty of a hundred times the amount of the toll. Cowards are expert at the counting because they are their daily practice is counting cows. <laughs> Thus, I have complete confidence in your ve- ability to prevail and not be cheated by any attempt. attempted sleight of hand on the part of these wily milkmaidens who are able to deceive on the basis of their womanly charm and unparalleled beauty alone, especially that of their leader, Radha. Thus negotiations ensued, all of which were extremely unreasonable on Krishna's part. However, the exorbitant tax, and in the leelas that he once this upon this upon jewels upon this upon and it's just like uh, and, and then because of this a hundred times these and then this and so this is his sentencing here right mm-hmm. so just to sum it up however the exorbitant tax he ostensibly sought to extract however high was actually of no value to him in comparison to the youth of Rod he was after but was not possible for him to attain. In full at this time, because it's the Pourvirag setting. Hmm. While there was little hope of compromise from either side, both sides of Sakas and Sakis, in fact, directly and indirectly supported the shared love of Pourvirag that played itself out to the limits of such budding love and separation. After considerable haggling, Don Cayley concluded with a promise. For the outcome to be continued, the gopis pledging to pay in the future, as they scurried off to the sacrifice, thrilled by all that had transpired, leaving Krishna longing for the day to arrive that day to arrive, and fully supported in that by his in that longing by his friends. Any any comments? Yes. Yeah, well, you talked about it earlier, yeah. There's two within Gaudiya Sampradaya, one by Rupa, Rup, one by Raghunath, and there are iterations, renditions of it prior to Gaudiya Sampradaya as well. One of the unique features, as I mentioned, of the Gaudiya rendering of it is the presence of the Narmasakas and they're uh, participating there. <laughs> What else? What's the time? It's about almost nine. Yes. One thing I was I don't know if this is actually true, but when when they're saying that you heard that the gopies were there selling milk products for exorbitant prices, I'm wondering if that's referring to the fact that they were thinking they were gonna get all of their desires fulfilled from just bringing those things to the sacrifice they like inflated just from carrying these things you think you're gonna get all of your desires fulfilled but it's not true. Uh-huh, yeah. Well uh what actually what Kirchha's accusing of and they, they they didn't do they were but um it was a special 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 sacrifice arranged it. Govinda-Kund, but anyway, yeah. What else? Yeah? Yeah, Radha, uh, she praised Subal, um, So, like, she let her guard down, or some kind of ecstasy came over her, it seemed like, she was kind of like, um, playing, like, like, I don't like Krishna, but then she kind of let her guard down. Or Such is the virtue of Subal's love for for Krishna, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. how does the linearness of the how compared to the nonlinear apricot seems like I know in this world that he's growing into, you know, the whole world and the whole whole life of Krishna, you And that how does that translate? In one sense the precat leel is kinda of like one one window, one section. I like it liken it to a trailer of the movie. You know of the uppercut leela, and um, you know it 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 plays out so that Krishna's born, and then that's over, and then another leela, and so forth, just like things occur in this world. But um, in in the uppercut leela, all those leelas are going on. It's like if you if you nowadays if you fly a long distance sometimes on an airplane. They have a screen on the back of the of the seat in front of you, and there's all kind of movies that you can choose from. They're all playing all the time, at the same time. Hmm? You can tune into one or the other, and, and they're they're always playing something like that. So all the aspects of all the leelas are all playing in the big theater all all the time. Hmm? Um, so it's more like multi-dimensional compared to like, 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 like linear. That doesn't mean that there aren't. Um, um, uh, Pujaprasad Marsh, he he he, to try to explain it in another way, he he would say that the that the keep in the aprakat keeps going around in a circle, keeps going around in a circle. So, for example. Uh, Nanda Yasoda are desiring to have Krishna as a son, and then he he appears as the son. And then well, I guess well, no, um, yeah, I, I I take that back. He was talking about the Prakat Leela. He's saying that then Krishna goes away, and then they think, oh how unfortunate we are. Krishna's left. Uh, they keep talking about it, and how unfortunate we are. Uh, and then, then they then they start to think we're we're crazy, and do we have a son? Do we have a son? we should have a son, let's have a son, and it starts over again, something like that he, 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 he <laughs> so it's going on universe after universe, but anyway in in the in the prakatli it's moving like this and and in the aprakkatli it's all going on at, there's like one show, and then there there's all different shows and yeah, it's pardon, that way. pardon me, it's that way. This always kind of yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there are also you know within the prakriti they are also precautions. You know, the example is given of Narada. He goes to Dwarka, then he he experiences the, the marriage of Rukmini and Krishna, and then the, that of Satyabhama and Krishna. And they're all goes from one one palace to the next, and they're all each of the movies is going on at the same time, and they don't. They don't uh, know that the other one's going on. So, so, so. it's complicated. Mm-hmm. What's that? I have one more to follow up yeah. But, um, and in terms of the Sakya Ras and the ras, um, in that particular window, together in that sense, and it's like a And well. this Leela? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I mean, they're there interacting, so that the, 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 it's mentioned, and I think I brought it up uh, some recently, maybe last night, that Utsvima Nilmani, which is all about Madhya Rasa, in the very at the onset, it's it's brought out by Rupa Goswami in the commentaries by Jiva Goswami, Bishnu that. That um the nature of this uh Madhurya rasa with all of its different nuances and intrigue and so on and so forth um, is such that it's it's likened to a personified Prianarmaaka hmm, who's involved in the intrigues and bringing messages and so on and so forth and and uh, makes it all without without them it's not possible so. And and incidentally, um, as well, the the midday pastimes of Krishna, which is which are pastimes that he's secretly meeting with the gopis at midday at radhakun Shamakun and so forth, um, along with his pre Sakas, this is a, a a feature that is um, very much um, almost exclusive, if not at least central to Godia uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You won't find those Leela's elaborated elsewhere, uh, the Sampradaya. A, so it's a big uh, big, big part of the focus, the lens of, of Vaishnava's and Leela, the, the midday pastimes. Hmm. And there you find gopis and these friends of Krishna and so forth. We're all together there. <laughs> what else? Yes? Um, so the other day you were talking about Krishna was extolling the virtues of the trees and then the cowherd boys started feeling hungry and then they kind of felt bad, they didn't want to tell him that they were hungry. And, um, but they knew that Krishna was hungry and so I was kind of like, I was wondering um, were, they, were they expressing their hunger on Krishna's behalf and if so why were they kind of reluctant um, to say that they were hungry if they were doing it for his behalf or kind of what well, there's a couple of things going on at the same time. Krishna had glorified the trees, how magnanimous they were, how giving they were, and by way of saying that uh, if trees can be like this, certainly humans should be. That's what speak of Brahmins. He was thinking in his mind. who he knows they're they, these guys in the Yagnapatni Lila. They're not they're not generous, and they don't they don't understand the essence of what they're actually involved in. This is what's in his mind. So he's he's saying again trees are so magnanimous they provide shade and f- fruit and um, and uh, shelter from the rain and uh, and and so forth for they stand and never complain and so forth they're very magnanimous Mahaprabhu also use this tora pieceishton of the magnanimity the 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 uh, tolerance of the tree extending to it would be an expression of of, of compassion for others hmm? so Krishna's um, saying what if again, if trees can be like this, whats big human should be like this, so naturally, the cowboys boys are suddenly they're feeling hungry and they're thinking, you know we shouldn't be thinking of ourselves here we should be magnanimous, they're filled these high thoughts now as they as they as they walk along hmm? but you know, you can only keep the high thoughts so long right hmm? and so they're they are hungry and and they're in they're they're in a, a grove of Ashok trees which don't bear fruit. So they're doing everything that Krishna said about the trees, except they don't have any fruits. So and naturally, of course, if they're hungry, they know Krishna's hungry. Mm-hmm. They're just another stomach of Krishna's. You know, Their tongue is another tongue of Krishna's. So that way they they kind of see it. So, so you know, it, it, it changes course and the thinking starts to move in that direction. And, um, and they're... Shyness to express their own needs hmm, disappears, dissipates as their need they perceive it as Krishna's need, and this is, of course, the, the leela, Shakti, driving the whole thing, making making go forward. There's a there's a larger purpose here, right? Hmm, that Krishna will then send them to the Brahmins to ask for food for himself and Ram, and, and then they'll be refused, and then the wives and so. On. Hmm. You understand? Yeah, it's like, it, went, it was them, but then it, they were like, well, Krishna must be hungry, and then they weren't shy to ask on his behalf, I guess, right? Yeah, well, they weren't shy to ask on their behalf, either, because they identified their own hunger with Krishna's, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they thought, Krishna must be hungry. we got to do something about it, so. And the Brahmins thought, if Krishna's God, how could he be hungry? When it was all over, Krishna hardly ate anything. He just honored a morsel of the food. But well, a mongol ate the most of it. <laughs> hmm. Actually, Krishna said, yes, the Brahmins are right. I'm not hungry hmm. for food, but for love. That I'm hungry for. Hmm. And it can take the form of food when they say, can I invite you over for lunch? Because I love you. <laughs> what else? When's lunch? <laughs> Ask the trees. <laughs> okay. Should we have some kirtan? You yep.